Wade at South Carolina Department of Corrections, Broad River Correctional Institution. This call will be recorded and monitored. To decline this call, hang up. If you wish to block any future calls from this inmate, dial. For customer assistance, dial 1-877-650-4249. This call will be recorded and monitored. Do not use three-way or call waiting features during this call. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. My name is Joseph Kelsey, and I've been incarcerated in South Carolina for 28 years, ever since I was 16 years old. I try not to think too much about the challenges I faced growing up in prison, because I believe my thoughts are better spent remembering those I hurt and using this as motivation to ease suffering wherever I can. But if talking about my experience could make things less difficult for other offenders, then I'm more than willing. Before I committed my crime, I don't think I had even really begun to figure out who I was as a person. And yet somehow, I still thought I knew everything and had it all figured out at 16. In reality, I was immature, irresponsible, impulsive, and incredibly self-centered. My mom accused me of also thinking I was invincible. And as silly as that seemed to me, it was reflected in my failure to even consider the harm my actions might cause. Despite all my defects, I never knew the feeling of being given up on or abandoned. And I had never been on my own. That all changed when I was sentenced to life in prison. I suddenly felt that all of society had rejected me permanently. And I carried this despair into a maximum security adult prison just three months after my 17th birthday. I found myself surrounded by hundreds of other discarded people, but I never felt so alone. The worst part was not simply that my world had completely changed overnight. It was that my entire way of thinking, everything I thought I knew about myself, had suddenly proved terribly wrong. The added weight of my guilt further convinced me that I could not even trust my own reasoning. All this as I was entering an environment where survival would depend on the decisions I made. Virtually everyone else in prison was grown, bigger and stronger than me, and they all knew infinitely more than I did about surviving in this cruel world. Far from invincible, I was now completely vulnerable in a place where weakness is exploited. Prison teaches people lessons that, for whatever reason, they fail to learn in society, and it does so in ways that are not meant to be pleasant. The primary lesson that our actions have consequences begins with conviction and sentencing, and then it's hammered home day after day through interactions with overstressed guards and frustrated inmates who are all too ready to lash out. Any selfishness, arrogance, or inconsideration will provoke a harsh reaction. For young adults with the most to learn, even simple lessons are often more difficult than they need to be. Imagine learning not to judge a book by its cover after misinterpreting the kind eyes and warm smile of a predator. I was 
fortunate in many ways, but I still wish I had learned more quickly and less painfully. My fractured state of mind made it hard to overcome some flaws, like the need for approval that made me too easy to influence as a teen. I understand the temptation that drugs and gain acceptance hold for those hurting and alone, and why these destructive paths claim so many in prison. My youthful struggles with incarceration are long since past, and I realize my victim's family suffered a far worse upheaval to their lives than anything I can imagine. Nevertheless, on behalf of other offenders, I would ask, why does life in prison have to involve coping with intense fear? Why must the justice system cause any offender to question whether he or she even deserves to live? And is removing all hope really a necessary step toward rehabilitation? Sadly, few people come out of such darkness better for it, and far too many don't come out at all. Out of respect and privacy for the person this letter uh, was written to, I'll be leaving that out uh, to proceed. Recently, my unit counselor, Sianna Joseph, confirmed that an apology bank for victims of harm was established for the Department of Corrections in Oklahoma. I first heard of this apology bank from one of my family members. I write with sorrow regret, remorse, and a host of other feelings that can never be expressed in words for the loss of your brother's life that I am responsible for. I am sorry for the pain that I've caused you and your family. No one should have to go through such undeserved pain. There was a time when I didn't understand the traumatic impact of harming others or its ripple effect. I've learned restorative principles and practices and I've been in spaces sharing these ideals on the national level. However, the hurt that I've caused can never be fixed, nor can your life be restored to how things were. I have three older siblings that if we're faced with the same fate, I can't honestly say I wouldn't hate the perpetrator. And this is unfair. With all of the negative mixed emotions that my actions have caused, I am truly sorry. I've also learned through restorative justice that sometimes those who have been hurt wish they could confront the perpetrator of their pains. I've been told by staff members that this could possibly happen via Zoom type technology. If this is something you or any of your family members desire to pursue, contact the following. Amanda Tucker, Division of Victim Services, email victim services at doc.sc.gov sincerely incarcerated soul this call will be recorded and monitored to decline this call hang up
you wish to block any future calls from this inmate, dial 7 now. If you wish to block any for customer assistance, dial 1-877-650-4249. This call will be recorded and monitored. Do not use three-way or call waiting features during this call. Thank you for using Global Tail Link.